Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 13th of February 2022. Seeing him one last time? Yeah, about that. What's going on? How do you mean? Oh, Flynn's dead, isn't he? Well, of course he is. It's his funeral. But he's right there. You mean you really don't know? Why do people always say that? Benji. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and yes. welcome to our wonderland of Big Finish audio drama and audiobooks. Wonderful. <gasps> Any minute now, Benji and I will be chatting about the First Doctor adventures, and there'll be a new clip of our new First Doctor actor, Stephen Noonan. It's not all dressing up, you know. <laughs> then straight after that, we'll be presenting the Good Review Guide, taking the War Doctor Begins Forged in Fire, starring the acclaimed Jonathan Carley as the War Doctor. Oh, sides. It always has to be about sides, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Following that, we're off behind the scenes with the Ninth Doctor Adventures, Old Friends, out this week. It's been quite freeing, actually. I'm quite a restless doctor. I was quite, I'm quite a restless fella. Then just as invigorating as a frosty morning. Oh, yes, lovely invigorating. Uh, <laughs> it'll be time for listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and they'll be brimming with your latest comments and questions. Mmm, I like things to brim. Brim. In our also available segment, we'll be previewing Doctor Who Short Trips Volume 11, featuring a stellar array of Doctor Who eras. She's a nice woman, is stellar away. It is with the greatest honour that I have been designated the Santaran Rearguard on Ubreus. And uh, then the Random Boy Selectron will, of course, be offering you an enchanting 24% discount on a, a randomly selected Big Finish release. And so we round things off, of course, with a free 15-minute drama tease of the Ninth Doctor Adventures Old Friends Fond Farewell by David K. Barnes. Hands up, both of you. Here we are, Sonic Screwdriver. Never fails! <laughs> Don't know why I said Barnes like that, but... Barnstorming well rendition there. Very good writer. Uh, So, the first Doctor. Listen, let's have a listen to a brand new clip. Doctor! It's a carriage! Hello? Anybody? Oh, Oh, no! Doctor! I... Yes, child. They're dead, aren't they? Yes, I'm afraid so. It's horrible! Oh, who would do such a thing? Outlaws, my dear. Outlaws. And uh, going by this poor unfortunate apparel, he was a merchant. Not to mention the uh, the smashed chests here, emptied of their contents. Oh, God. The brutish reality of history, my dear. It's not all dressing up, you know. <laughs> yes, I know. Sorry. Well... I suggest we release these poor animals and leave before... <laughs> before the outlaws return! <laughs> Hold there, I say. I am William of Berkshire, and you are trespassing in my forest. Who? William of Berkshire. Surely you've heard of me. No, I can't say that I have. And relax that bowstring, sir. You'll have somebody's eye out with that arrow. So there you go. You, you've heard some of it before. Certainly have, yeah. What a great... It's so lovely to hear 
you know, a, a first Doctor story like that. It's history, a bit of history there. Fantastic mm. performances all round, quite frankly. It's just yeah. a lovely, it's a lovely listener, isn't it, really? Yeah, and uh, what Stephen Noonan has done, and I feel strange talking about it because as we record this, it hasn't yet been announced, but it will have been announced by the yeah. time this podcast <laughs> is out. Top secret for the He's moment. done, and I feel slightly nervous talking about him because I think he might be listening to this podcast. Hello, Stephen. Um, is that he has done a phenomenal piece of work. Definitely. I, I've, I've never experienced the like in terms of the uh, attention to detail and um, just the the wisdom he's amassed about William Hartnell's vocal qualities. Um, There was a thing he sent me which was um, a a clip of an Edwardian actor whose name was, I think it was Sir Frank Benson. I'm just going to check now because I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, Let's have a look. There's so many interesting clips he sent me. Sir Frank Benson. Yeah. Yeah, Sir Frank Benson, I was right, is um was William Hartnell's sort of mentor in acting. Oh wow. And the interesting thing is that and then Stephen sent me a clip of uh, William Hartnell in uh, the Dalek's master plan, I think. Um and you you recognize that particular tone when when Hartnell went into a very uh, declamatory style and it's just like Sir Frank Benson. You know, he's 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 used that Edwardian actor's voice in his performance as the Doctor. It's interesting, isn't it? And it's it's, not, yeah. it's almost like William Hartnell doesn't do that performance that he does in Doctor Who in in any other thing that he ever did. It's inc- it's incredibly different. I mean, what what I got from the 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 trailer really is is the Stevens captured that energy as well in the performance and in the in the character I, I, I know the word I would use is is he's got that fantastic curiosity that mm. uh, that William Hartnell's doctor had yes. and it really comes across in that way and it's just it's it's a magical listen isn't it it is the thing that Stephen and I have spoken about a lot is um, how really we don't we think we know what William Hartnell's voice sounded like in Doctor Who but what we generally remember is the kind of voice he was doing in The Three Doctors and that more gruff tone, that sort of, it's far from being all over, not that I can do it very well, that kind of thing like from The Tenth Planet. And and actually, if you go back and listen to a lot of the Hartnell performances, they, I think he is superb as the Doctor. I mean, we all know he had a bit of trouble remembering lines, but if you can put that to one side, he's just, he he's an immense talent. And But his voice sounds very very different in a lot of different episodes definitely i mean there, were, there was one clip that Stephen went thank me for mentioning this but he said here's here's a clip of william hartnell doing a bad impersonation of william hartnell um <laughs> because uh it's a line from the daleks and if you listen to it in isolation you would never believe it was william hartnell he just suddenly speaks in a completely different vocal tone it's it's not you know it is not what you would recognise as William Hartnell's voice and his performance as the Doctor's full of times like that when he's very, very different and he does this very, very light thing which in in the um, clip we released in the video uh, Stephen's doing a bit of that, you know and then he, we have a clip of him shouting at an enemy and that's that's the voice we really that's what remember That's we remember, yeah but it you're, is, so, uh, you're so right about, about the different types of Hartnell because like when you think about things 
uh, the Daleks, for example, uh, and especially uh, an unearthly child, mm. and compare that to something like the Romans, it's just completely different, isn't it? It's and, miles and, apart, isn't it? And then yeah. if you take, uh, you know, as you say, if you take the Romans and then take something like Master Plan or the War Machines or something like that, again, it's very different, but the same. It, it's yeah, yeah. It's, and just on a general point, and it's often been said by Doctor Who fans, and all of you listening will recognise it, is that William Hartnell seemed much more at home with more comedic, more historical stories. You definitely, know, he definitely. he gives a really assured performance in the Romans, also in the Smugglers as well, which you know I don't remember ever seeing, but I certainly um, have watched a reconstruction of it and listened to it along with the pictures, as it were. And yet, loose, that's, loose uh, cannon. <laughs> yeah, it's a very a very assured performance in that. It's also, by the way, a, 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 it's an amazing story. It's really brilliant. It's not got a, a moment of music in it at all, but it is. It's it's really really quite incredible also the sort of malleability as it were of the uh, first doctor's original performance it reminds me a little bit of what the artist uh, comic strip artist lee sullivan said to me once about drawing sylvester mccoy he said it was okay he found it easy to draw other doctors he said and the problem is that sylvester mccoy never had one recognizable expression because his face was very elastic and he said it was quite difficult you know, he said all the other doctors, you could find an expression they had when their face was in repose, as it were. Mm. But with Sylvester, because he was so animated, he looked, he said almost every frame, he looks like a different person. So Yes, so, I can totally see that. Yeah. You see, whereas there's an element of that in William Hartnell's performance, I think. Whereas, you know, Tom Baker very much... We recognise that voice and always spoke in that voice and he was quieter and louder and more intense, but it still had that tonal quality. And the tonal quality of William Hartnell's brilliant performance changes a lot. And it's a tribute to Stephen's incredible hard work uh, that he has kind of, um, he's charted that. You know, he's listened and watched all of it and re-recorded a lot of it himself just to practice. I mean, I think he may have recorded it all just for his own benefit to work on it. And, you know, working with him on the script, it's like a sort of really precise uh, chart of when certain things should happen. You'd say, at this point, I think he'll give one of those little chuckles. I think about seven little <laughs> noises, you know, and he would have it wow. all meticulously yeah. done. That said, the performance lived. It wasn't uh, just a technical exercise. You know, once in a scene with other actors, Stephen would be, you know, bouncing off them and there would be, you know, genuine creativity going on. But the planning was, you know, staggeringly um, meticulous. I've just, um, you know... And dare I say, really I really loved working with him. I think that it captures the energy of, of Big Finish, quite frankly, and, and what we try to do with our audio dramas in general. And I, I've always kind of made it a thing that everybody really does care about making these. It's not, mm. it's not a factory, factory production line of right, just, 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 just done that. There's a lot of care and precision that goes into it, and I think it's so fantastic to. To be able to to still be uh, you know twenty plus years later still be having these first time moments like that where yeah. we've got new things and exciting things like that to 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 present to the world. It's, I can't do brilliant. it any other way, you know, except for the love of stories. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the way stories. that's the way I I do it. I can't, uh, 
you know, I get this from my father. You know, I, I, he he could never, he could not in, engage with a job that he didn't have a passion for. Yeah, you know, I think I'm, my I'm mother exactly would sometimes exactly say to him, you know, why would you get so upset about it? Well, you know, he just worked in the tire industry. He wasn't making stories, but he, but you know, he it had to mean something to him. He had to be able to believe in it. And I think I've sort of, you know, either by genetics or just by observing his behaviour, I've inherited that from him. And that's what it's all about for me. And I think that's what it's all about for Stephen Noonan as well. And I think that's why we've worked together so well. I think there's some people who might have said to Stephen, OK, you're all right, just get on and do it. And I know he was so determined to get it right and to give it everything. I just wanted to be caught up in that passion. You know, it's been delightful. And I can't wait to do more. It's so exciting. and You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to the edits and sitting back and having that experience, that cosy Doctor Who in the afternoon sort of feeling. Ah, oh, it's going to be fantastic, guys. So, so uh, keep, we'll keep you updated on that one, but do enjoy. Mm. And we hope that Stephen can come along to Big Finish Day as well. Oh, that'd be fab, I mean, wouldn't I, it? There's, there's a question mark over it at the moment, but I'm hoping and praying that he'll be able to come along. And, and uh, you know, those of you listening who are coming to Big Finish Day, you'll have an opportunity to meet Stephen, hopefully. Uh, and he's, you know, he's, as well as being an incredibly accomplished actor with so much brilliant stuff under his belt, he's also a massive Doctor Who fan. So you can have a really good chin. He, he can hold, with his, own. Oh, hold his own. Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, really, really knows it. Really knows it. Oh, we love to hear it. Well, let's see what other people know with the Good Review Guide. We'll see what they're thinking. We'll find out the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions. And hopefully, it'll recommend them to you. That segue deserves an award. (laughs) Thank you very much. Well, we don't do things in halves, do we? (laughs) (laughs) And as promised, this week we're looking at The War Doctor Begins, forged in fire from big finish productions doctor who the war doctor begins volume one i assumed you were here to help that you were on our side oh sides it always has to be about sides doesn't it doctor of war make your choice We're too close to falter now! Prepare explosives! You try my patience. You try mine! What are they going to do? What you have forced them to! What are they going to do? You may think you're being very clever, but what you're doing risks tearing apart the fabric of space and time. There are more things in heaven and earth, Rasmus. Or should I say, Khan and Gallifrey? I can't see how one Time Lord makes a difference. You will find a way. The Renegade. The Warrior. Open the Time Chamber. You want to know what is behind the wall? You will have your answer. It doesn't look very hospitable. Enter. Big Finish. We love stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Forged in Fire into the search pane at the top to locate this exciting slice of War Doctor action. 
First up, whoreview.com, Daniel Mansfield says, The War Doctor is well and truly back. Jonathan Carley proved not only a pitch-perfect recast of John Hurt, mm-hmm. effortlessly and near-indistinguishably recreating his iconic voice, but also an incredibly strong actor in his own right, perfectly bringing to life the varied material in each of these three stories. Along with a guest cast on top form, as well as three pacey creative scripts, Carly's performance makes Forged in Fire one of the strongest box sets of the year. Almost perfect. Wow, that's uh, I give that review 9 out of 10 because it was almost, almost perfect. perfect. <laughs> IndieMacUser.co.uk Jacob Licklider says, The War Doctor Begins Forged in Fire is a set which takes a recast lead as well as several other recast parts and gives another brilliant instalment in Big Finish's Time War releases. It's a great jumping on point. And features excellent performances, lively direction. Oh, yes, that was Louise Jameson running around all over the place. And the beginning of a brand new miniseries, or miniseries, as we say in English. I like uh, miniseries, yeah. <laughs> I know, I like to say it when I see it written in the wrong words. Miniseries. Uh, and he gives it 9 out of 10. I give that review 11 out of 10. Like it? Mm, thanks, mate. BigBlueBoxPodcast.co.uk Jordan Shortman says The War Doctor Begins Forged in Fire is an excellent opening volume for this new series. Each of the stories gives us a new perspective on the War Doctor whilst the strong performance from Jonathan Carley Mm. makes us instantly fall in love with this incarnation of the Doctor. Mm -hmm. Even if he's supposed to be a little bit morally dubious. I see. And the hard work put in by the scriptwriters and director, Louise Jameson, gives us a very enjoyable set of stories that feels very different from anything else put out by Big Finish at the moment. Yeah, it's a Ooh. good uh, name check there for Louise because Certainly. she uh, she did the audition with uh, Jonathan when he auditioned for us and she just read the, the other parts in. I think it was a bit with Leela in, maybe. I'm not sure. But anyway... Um, and so she was very aware of the quality of Jonathan's performance and um, we just felt, as has been spoken about by Jonathan and Louise before, we just felt that he needed to get a bit more confidence about acting and connecting with his emotions and she did an incredible workshop thing with him, you know, uh, where they really worked well together and we, we just thought Louise has to direct him because she is the person he trusts and, the, the you know, and he has soared ahead you know she's you can get a better mentor really could you than louise jameson she just gets it she's she's so fantastic at what she does she's such a nice person and just as i've said before and i'll say she's such a pro you know and i think when you when you're getting a big you know when you're being mentored from somebody like that you can't really do any wrong because you're just being taught all the right things agreed totally agreed here we have uh, liverpoolsoundandvision.co.uk, Ian D. Hall. From dealing with the death of Cass and the interference and insistence of Ohila of the Sisterhood of Khan, who gave the Eighth Doctor the chance to live once more, and into the realms of the initial skirmishes and battles of the Time War, Forged in Fire is a positive and engaging set of tales that only adds to the mystery of the hidden Doctor's time at the helm of the TARDIS. A class set of tales forged in fire is the welcome salvo in the life of the War Doctor. One that will set the pace for further revelations to come. I'm wow. Uh, I can't remember. Did, did I give? I didn't give Jordan Shortman 
a mark. That that would be five out of three. And this one, Dan Hall. Sorry, sorry, Ian D Hall, not Dan Hall. Sorry, Dan Hall. Someone else who used to do um, DVD extras for the Doctor Who DVDs. Did you know plucked that? out of your mind there? A, a little reminder. Yes, he's never past. far away from my thoughts. <laughs> That's completely untrue. Um, I give that review uh, 11 out of 0.23. Ooh, the numbers nice. are important. I think you're fine. They certainly are, yes. Uh, devil's in the detail. Uh, Just box. Um, divide the smaller number by the bigger number and multiply by 100. <laughs> Sorry, I can't believe I'm going on about that. He's, just, he's, he's still moved by that. Just basic <sighs> mathematics. I'll move away from the mic now. <laughs> move, yes, yes. Go home. Um, that's where he is. Um, well, uh, we got one here from... I don't Ian live McCarvel. in the shed. I thought you did, you you liar, you you lying hound. Well, I've got a sort of um, deck chair thing that I can snooze on, you know, if... If, if, the, if you choose to, yeah. but you like it to be your choice. Yeah, if I to choose the, to yeah. snooze. Yeah, it's, it's personal. Thing. My wife has never banished me to the shed. Luckily, not when yet. I had COVID, I was isolated in the bedroom. I suppose she could have insisted I live down here. Ooh. Live in the shed? I mean, you would have been all right, wouldn't you? Yeah. bit parky, but you could have, you know... There's no toilet. Yeah... There's a garden. Um, Coltbox.co.uk, Ian McArdle says, what are you talking about, you fools? Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, he says, access... He'd have this every right. <laughs> quite, quite true. Access this tree of stories. The War Doctor begins exudes potential, not just with the impressive casting of its central role, but with its ability to surprise and wrong foot us. This Ooh. Doctor can be presented with moral quandaries, and we cannot be sure... He will do the right thing. And that's four blue stars and one white star. Uh, right. Five stars. If I, I, I mean, I'm going with five stars. Well, I think that counts as 94. Yeah, out of... divided by the central figure of the electric light orchestra. I quite agree. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Moral quandaries. I wonder what a quandary looks like. I imagine it's sort of like about the size of a, an average hand fist with sort of dangly things. Yeah, Ooh. I think it's a sort the of... Quandaries central piece with a sort of raffia work <laughs> base <laughs> yes I think you're there, right uh, just the night before about, about six o'clock <laughs> there'll be a str- <laughs> there'll be strange uh, rumours of things going astray <laughs> That's, I just wanted to say that we've just we've gone back to a, a previous time and it, was, and it was glorious. If if any of you followed us back there, um, you will have enjoyed it. If you didn't, you may have stopped listening by now. So there may be a strange confusion <laughs> as to where things really are. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, before we continue on this, yes, yes, well, quite madness. Uh, WarpedFactor.com, Matthew Matthew Cressel. I always end up saying his name wrong because I get so intimidated by his surname. Sorry about that, Matthew. I'm easily intimidated. Are you? Yes. Uh, from Carly's nuanced <laughs> performance as a younger war doctor to Jameson's direction and three imaginative scripts, the stories that comprise Forged in Fire are nothing short of a war doctor renaissance. Oh. Nothing short. I love that expression. Nothing, nothing short. short of. Nothing short of superb. And for those of us left craving more from this doctor... Craving is good as well, isn't it? This is going to get such high marks, this review. It's both a respectfully done tribute to the great actor who originated the role and also a chance to carry forward telling new adventures. 
The war doctor begins again. And long may he continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that review seemed to be forged in fire, and it was nothing short of a superb review. And I'm left craving more like that. Oh, that was superbly said, Nick. Even though I, it feels like I've taken leave of my senses. I, I no, I was to... moved, Nick. I was moved, <laughs> not to tears, but close. Uh, in Twitter, Amerville, J Arkham reviews. I'm seeing a, a bit of a a nod to Batman now, or Batman, as we like to call him. Yes. Uh, one of the most satisfying releases of the year, pushing the character into new territories, introducing an arc where this young doctor believes his involvement in the war will swiftly end it. Uh, I cannot wait for more. Eight out of ten. Not a tw- That's a ten out of ten review. Yeah, come on. Come on, Arkham Reviews, Jay. Just, you know. Anyway. Uh, at Dr underscore 909 909 you know what that's from don't you uh, remind me <laughs> the sunmakers oh the sunman yes the, the, <laughs> just to annoy you the computer keeps going 909 doesn't it yes it does yeah, it's strange strange man <laughs> yes the wonderful Henry Wolf interesting uh, story thrilling start to a brand new era exclamation mark so lovely to that's it an exclamation mark does it for me absolutely uh, I, I might just go on twitter and post an exclamation mark see see how that goes down what do you think do it right now and by the end of the podcast we'll, we'll see oh we'll and see hold on it probably means something awful doesn't it for the young people it's probably a bad thing yeah, to do like you're boycotting cheese or something yeah, you know, yeah i'm frightened of the young can't people have, can't have that they might judge me harshly. Uh, so lovely to see the War Doctor's adventures continue. And at Jonathan underscore Carly, that's, that's his Twitter handle, if you want to get in touch with him and lavish praise upon him, is simply amazing in taking on the mantle. Tom Baker takes on the mantle of Doctor Who, which was the announcement at the beginning the mantle, of uh, the mantle Robot. Piece. I remember I'd never heard that phrase before, you know, and I thought that the, only, the only mantle I'd ever heard of was a mantelpiece. So I had this image of Tom Baker carrying around a mantelpiece, <laughs> you know, and I thought... Yes, do you mind in, if I put it over there? I come in one day and find that our fireplace had no mantelpiece because Tom Baker had taken on the mantle. He, he does it all the time. We've had words, haven't we? But he doesn't listen. <laughs> yes, give me that mantelpiece. Uh, three great and truly gripping stories, exclamation mark. Say I, getting back to the point of this whole segment of the podcast. I really can't wait to hear more soon. Nine out of ten. You see, again. It's a ten. Come on. It's a ten. That should be a ten. Nine zero nine. Yeah, that's the thing with reviews, is it? You can say, that's a masterpiece. I've never seen a a painting like it. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Or if if you're uh, uh, SF Bulletin, five out of ten. Five, yeah, five out of ten. I know Paul Simpson's yeah. listening. Sorry, Paul. I meant I'm any. We love you, Paul. I'm only joshing. Who's Josh? I'm just a very why, bitter Why man. are you him? Uh, Lalola Gay says he's back and with three lovely adventures, one better than the other. Uh, I miss this incarnation so much, and the freshness of Carly brings him. Oh, the freshness Carly brings to him is just so new and wonderful, while still paying respect to John Hurt. Of course, loved it. Lovely. I got, I, I changed it so you had to read that one out because I can never read that handle out properly. La Lola Gay. I, can, I always go, la 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 la
Yes, I know. <laughs> I, I, I want to. I want to say it's a play on that. I just want it to be a play on La Lola Gay. Yeah. Well, let's say that. <clears throat> that's why. That's that's how I've interpreted it in my small. Yes. But, but, yes. Thank you, Jamie. But, yeah. uh, yes. Oh no. <laughs> oh, the reviews are all on oh, the floor. Oh no. And Tom House and Tom House at Tom. He's on the floor. Get up, Tom. Twelve eighteen. There we go. Hello, Tom. Twelve eighteen. The War Doctor begins. Forged in fire from at Big Finish by um, Matt Leaf. Matt Eaf and is is that Matt Fitton? Yes, it's Matt Fitton. Okay. And at Lou Morgan and at Andrew Smith. Spelt with a three instead of an e. What's the what's the matter with you? As a former policeman, I expect you to be able to spell. Is the start of an epic, a bit harsh, of an epic and magnificent era. At Jonathan underscore Carly gives an exceptional performance along with a marvelous cast and sensational score. A wonderful breath of fresh air. Who did the score? Uh, oh, you're asking the wrong person here. Well, I should know. I It'll suppose. be Howard Carter, I think. Do you think? Uh, I think it might be. It could be Jamie Robertson. Let me have a look for you. Let me. I mean, have Howard a look. would do an amazing score, a sensational I'm, score. I'm going to look. The music was indeed by Howard Carter. Ah, there we go. Yes. Well done, Howard. Not to be, not to be confused with uh, Hugh the First of Cyprus, according to the year of our Lord 1218. Oh yeah. Apparently, yeah. he died that year. Did he? Poor old Hugh the First, yeah. Howard Carter is hopefully coming to Big Finish Day if you want to congratulate him on his sensational score. He's a lovely man as he well. He is. A, lo- a, lovely a lovely man, man to have a chat with. He is a lovely man indeed. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's something to look forward to. Well, I'm already looking forward to it myself. I'm are looking you? forward to, to shaking his hand and saying hello. What, are you um, coming to Big Finish Day? It's very possible. It's just that I mean, I've I can't, asked... I, I've, I've, I've asked, asked you, but you me. haven't responded to I the email I yet. No, I've not responded. I've deliberately I, not responded. I think you're yet. the only person who hasn't responded now. Well, that's that's part of my mystery, you see, Nick. <laughs> I'm just checking, actually. I've got a spreadsheet here. I've got to double-check one thing, and if, if that one thing is correct, then I'll be fine. Yeah, you are. You're the only person. Oh no, no, you're not. There's one other person. Oh, I'll wait until they've they've told you, and then I'll and then I'll confirm. Or well, deny I hope you can. Point. Well, I'd, I'd certainly haven't missed one for a long, long time. I mean, we won't be driving up in the van this time, all right? No, no, that's that's. It's all those right. Those days are gone. I'm done with that. You know, you're, you're done I, with that. In yeah. one of the organising meetings, I said uh, in previous. Um, Big finish days. Um, I've driven a van with the stock in up up to the uh, convention, and, and then I leant in and said, "And I'm over that now. <laughs> Never again." That final approach to Derby is just horrific on the road, isn't it? It's a, it's a killer. Oh. I think it's it's coming back. That's always hard because you you're, you're tired out from the weekend, and yeah. you know you've got your you've got your own things to crack on with, and you just yeah, and then you and then just when you think you're all right, you have to unload all the stock. Oh God! You know that's that's the killer, isn't it? You think, yeah. What we want now. is to sit on a train, maybe, with a couple of beers. Yeah, and a curry. Too much <laughs> on the train. I think that would annoy everybody else. Just frankly. get a takeaway curry and take it on Every, the train. Every poor, Blimey. spilling it everywhere. Yes, that's much nicer. 
Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, sorry, I, I stopped there, you from reading no, the final no. review. From well, Pink Tardis has waited patiently. Uh, Pink Tardis says, just finished The War Doctor Begins, Forged mm-hmm. in Fire, yes, and it's yes. just amazing. Good. Worth just amazing. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Carley was incredible in the role, and the scripts were fantastic. Very excited for the next box set, or so are we. Yeah, that was a model review. I mean, it, it was, was it, model it was very car. nearly full Nothing. size, but it was model. It was about three quarters real size model review no it's excellent i i give that even though i don't normally mark the twitter ones i give that a hundred out of five that's it for the reviews this week next time we'll be talking the robots series four starring the really quite remarkable nicola walker here 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 Oh, my dog just barked then. Um, <laughs> thought somebody was at the door. How funny. Um, <laughs> you can probably hear that on the recording. You'll just hear... Uh, still to come on this podcast, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and our also available segment featuring Doctor Who Short Trips Volume 11 featuring short stories about the whole host of Doctors and his arch-foe and archer, the master. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to do the like you know when it goes. Yeah, I can't. You need a ruler. You can do it now. I haven't got a ruler. Oh, you fool! You old fool! Gosh, have I got anything that will do? I'm any not, dream will do. I'm not using that drive. Uh, I've got, <laughs> just managed to no. break the drive by pretending it's. A, I do it all the time with knives in the kitchen oh, just to amuse knife, my son funnily, funnily enough i don't keep a knife in my in my drawer well the moment's passed though you've but first yeah, let us out. delve behind the scenes with the latest in our ninth doctor adventures range starring christopher eccleston of course in his historic return to the role of the doctor hope that's not too overblown for you it's old friends old. i'm matt fitton and i script edit the ninth doctor adventures For Volume 4 of the Ninth Doctor Adventures, it's a game of two parts, really. We've got an opener by David K. Barnes, Fond Farewell, which looks at an intergalactic funeral parlour which offers a very special service, for those who can afford it, of having the dearly departed turn up at their wake so that the, um, the living can say their goodbyes. But, as the Doctor discovers when he turns up, that may not be a good idea. My name is Christopher Eccleston and I play the Doctor. These living AI systems usually have a way to interact manually when things go wrong, so long as you've got a big brain capable of handling it. And believe me, I've got a very big brain. You mean a big head? If you've got it, flaunt it. It's been quite freeing, actually. I'm quite a restless Doctor. I was quite, I'm quite a restless fella. And I quite like the fact that he alights on people and develops an emotional relationship which they all know is not going to have much life. I've liked the loneliness of the Doctor. It was one of the things that drew me to him in the first place. I I never want him getting too domestic. (laughs) I think he has lines about that, about not being domesticated and probably says a lot about me as well. But I I quite like his, his solitary lone wolf quality. I've really enjoyed it. For this whole set of stories, the four volumes of this uh, series of of adventures with the Ninth Doctor, I think Key was writing. It it was always going to be the writing that would get Chris engaged with the material and it's, I mean, it's always 
the challenge as a writer for the, for Doctor Who is, and knowing we have such brilliant actors at our disposal all through our different Doctor Who ranges, is to give them challenges and to give them something to get their teeth into and uh, make the job interesting as possible, really. So we looked across our roster of brilliant writers and um, we asked, invited pitches from lots of different writers and um, worked out kind of a, a, an overall framework and structure for the, this this run of um, 12 stories, well, nine following Nick's initial big epic three-part opener, to give a variety of times, places, characters, all of which would show the Doctor kind of really engaging with the people he meets. There's a quality to him that I think um, Chris enjoys playing, which is that kind of lonely traveller where he kind of can dip in and out of people's lives, make a big difference to them, change things for the better wherever he can. And then there's a little bit of kind of melancholy and sadness in that he has to move on again. He's, he can never kind of stay in one place too long. And the Doctor's always moving, always going from, from one time, one planet, one world to the next. But those he meets along the way, he, he affects deeply and touches deeply. So that's something we wanted to bring out in all of these stories is, is have, you know, character and, and relationships at the heart of them. And beyond that, <laughs> ask the writers to come up with whatever fantastical events or situations that they could and, and um, bring some variety across the whole range of stories to give this doctor kind of a universe of possibilities for him to um, travel through. Hello, I'm David K. Barnes, and I wrote Fond Farewell for the Ninth Doctor. There's more going on here. Really? Was that true? He invited you to his own funeral? Yep. And I've got some nasty suspicions. Well, I knew I wanted to write a very personal story, quite an intimate story. I do have prior form in writing scripts set in funeral homes, thanks to one of my other projects, so the setting came very quickly. But themes of loss, I think, run throughout this Doctor's time on television. And the episode that made the biggest impression on me when I watched them for the first time was Father's Day, where the disaster is the consequence of an emotional decision that we totally understand. We may have made that decision ourselves if we'd been in that position. So I thought, imagine if you were given the opportunity for one more day, one, one last day with someone who you'd known and loved to speak with them after they passed away, would you do it? I think many of us would. So the question would then be, what would you say? What kind of closure are you looking for? What if that person who you'd loved had also hurt you? in some way, perhaps even quite a big way, would you confront that? Or would you choose, if you could, to rewrite it? You know, would you try to get back to a time and a feeling that you'd lost, knowing that this was your last chance to recapture that? And I, I wanted to explore these kinds of themes with, with this doctor, Veckerston's doctor, who's a hero who often doesn't save the day himself, but inspires other people to do something, or inspires other people to come to terms with something very, very difficult that they nevertheless have to confront. So it all seemed to fit together quite well. It's very different in tone, I felt, and I think that's great for the volume that we have variety. Very reflective, deep sci-fi philosophical, I think, about memory and about our memories of others, how, how we remember people and how they actually were 
what our duty is to the dead, what our duty is to the living, what a funeral service means, but all, all written with great levity and humor and lightness. I think it turns the doctor somewhat in on himself. He feels at times slightly helpless, which is good for him, I think, because all problems cannot be solved. Very interesting to work on. Very interesting switch of tone for the volume. Obviously, Eccleston's Doctor just seemed so different from the Doctors that we'd had before, even though he was recognisably the same character in, in intent and motivation. But writing for him, he is very direct. He says what he means. He does not have time to mess about. That's one reason he has psychic paper. He wants to get to the point. And of course, he can be very funny. He sort of reminds me of Timothy Dalton's James Bond. You know, another sort of dark take on the character, where the humour comes from how annoyed they are by what's going on around them, and they get tremendously frustrated. But the attitude of this Doctor masks an intensely vulnerable take on the character. Despite all of the stupid ape stuff, he clearly cares, like a huge deal. He's just afraid of being hurt. Uh, the brief for this season of audios was a Doctor actively looking for the good in the universe, which means the stakes for him are very personal. Now, he's easily disappointed and he takes it to heart. Just go to bigfinish.com and type old friends uh, into the search pane to relocate yourself back to the glorious times and places of the ninth doctor. And don't forget that at the end of the podcast we'll be giving you a free 15 minute drama tease of old friends fond farewell by David K. Barnes. Yeah, Don't forget that. Don't, don't forget, forget it. it. Don't. But now, guess what? It's listeners' emails. Well, how could you forget that? There's nothing you can forget about emails because they're just they're just so interesting. They're yeah, so exciting. Yeah. You never know what they'll be. There will be. Will it be a, a a complimentary review? Will it be a fun fact? Will it be a bill? Um, I'd, like, I'd like to forget those ones and if you want to send in your emails not bills to podcast at bigfinish.com unless your name is Bill in which case you can imagine just getting people's old electricity bills yeah to say oh yeah gas cooker 1974 two, uh, two pounds and uh, five pennies um, just five uh, podcast at bigfinish.com that's where you want to send it yes two and eight two and eight first up Christopher Stobart or Stobart Related to the great Eddie Stobart, which if you go to any motorway in Europe, quite frankly, you'll probably you'll probably find on a lorry on the side of a lorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a lot of trucks. It's always Eddie driving, though. Yeah, always. He's had himself cloned, hasn't he? Yeah, a million times. Yes, it's part of the new Sontaran strategy to uh, to control all of logistics. Um, I'm not True. saying that you're a Sontaran, Christopher, but uh, but but who knows? Quite frankly. Uh, subject to this one is Flatlands. Uh, oh. Dear Nick and Benji, um, the lands are flat. That's it. The end. Um, that's it. Now, it says, some months ago, Big Finish tweeted Ooh, a picture go. of... Nah, it's not very good, is it? <laughs> Quit whilst you're ahead, Nick. Something's oh, right, better left... No. Just sounds like somebody hammering next door. <laughs> no, I want, I want the... Yeah, I want a nice, you know, I've been struck by an arrow sort mm. of vibe. Uh, some months ago, yeah. Big Finish tweeted a picture of a Mark Gatiss script mm -hmm. called Flatlands, featuring the Sixth Doctor and Perry. 
and indicated that they'd commit to making it as a lost story if they could get 50 likes. Mm. This may have been somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but I can't help wondering, is anything going to come of this? The enthusiastic response to Mind of the Hodiac would suggest that any production of Flatlands would be very welcome indeed, not least by myself. Keep up the good work, Chris Stobart, Northampton. Junction 4. <laughs> Interesting name, Chris Stobart, Northampton. Double barreled. Um, I don't think we got 50 likes, so that's the end of that, isn't it? Oh, well. There but we go. yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. Uh, Matthew Rose, who's a, a regular contributor, says, Ahoy, Nick and Benji. Ahoy there. Uh, dear Nick and Benji, first off, I would like to say thank you for putting up with my emails in the last two weeks. <laughs> I really appreciate everything this company has done for the fandom and continues to do so. Keep up the spirits high and keep on churning out the goods thank you <laughs> firstly this comes fresh off the vortex mag news when you ah. responded nick about the first doctor adventures now this is relevant to what we were talking about earlier it sounds like we may be reading for another iteration of the original doctor following william hartnell richard herndl david bradley and john guyler john guyler of course did the voice marvelously in the 50th anniversary special for for just a little line in there but is, is well known as someone who does a brilliant william hartnell voice now i know you may it clear about details not being shared but I for one have been wondering this ever since the placeholder image first arrived. Would this mean David will be sharing the role or is this like a rotation set where the new actor will fill in? It needs some clarity as it as it is worded like David has stepped down from the role. I, I would take issue with that Matthew, it is not worded like that. Um... And that image is just a placeholder image from that we always put up, you know, uh, uh, for the other First Doctor adventures. So it needs some clarity. Um, you know, we, we hope to work with uh, David Bradley again. Uh, brilliant. Uh, it's a completely different interpretation of the role. And we've talked about, you know, Stephen's brilliant new interpretation as well. Um, so I just, uh, sorry, slightly distracted by Benji's adjusting his camera. And I, I thought he was just <laughs> waving at me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, so, yes, I mean, we, we hope there will be more, uh, maybe some specials or something with, with David. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted the uh, new First Doctor adventures to have a new feel about them and a new energy to them and for the Doctor to sound much more like William Hartnell, I think. Secondly, reunion sets. Following the upcoming 10th Doctor Classic Companions set out later th the, this year, would it not be intriguing to do a thing with other iterations, like the 9th Doctor meeting Iris Wildtime, or even the 8th Doctor reuniting with Polly? It would be fun pairing companions in a where-they-are-now scenario. That's interesting. Not really considered that. I mean, when uh, Chris Eccleston was recording at the Soundhouse Studios, Katie Manning happened to be there recording something else. And so they had a photograph done together. <laughs> Does that count? Uh, finally, the big question is, Nick, as you are a huge Pertwee fan, huge, and you make it no secret, would you ever have Mark Gatiss in some kind of role in the Third Doctor Adventures? Given you have done a few BBC audios with him, even if he did a cheeky cameo or writing a story for it, I'm sure the idea must have been discussed, given both of uh, your love for the era uh, will be much appreciated and it would be fun if something was to come out of it. Um, well, uh, 
of course I'd get Mark Gatiss you know he's a good friend of mine uh, he's very famous and busy so I don't see him that often but we do have a flurry of text exchanges relatively regularly I would say um, so yeah I would love Mark to come in and play something yeah must think about that uh, have a great week and as always it is much appreciated oh well, that's alright what the week I don't know what you mean anyway thank you thank you Matthew it's, it's a good week <laughs> well, lastly, we've got one here from Archie Ward. Yeah. Uh, the subject of this one is the Lone Centurion. I love the name Archie, don't you? Archie's a good name. It is a good name. It reminds me of uh, the fantastic Archie from uh, Hornblower. Oh! Yes, my dear friend Archie. Um, dear old it's, Archie. It's a reassuring name, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's, I always think, you know, that Archie is a reassuring name. I always think the most reassuring name, like a reliable name, is mm. somebody like Bernard. Yeah. Like, you know that. If you if you entrust Sounds like he Bernard, smokes a pipe, Bernard, doesn't he? He smokes a pipe, but he's always on time. You know, <laughs> you, you know Bernard, you, you never... you've been waiting be... for a couple of days just smoking his pipe. I turned up early. <laughs> and he's, always, he's wearing a lovely sweater... And sensible shoes. You just can't do wrong with that. Arch, Archie's on along those lines. I yeah, think. Archie. Yeah, bit and of a Bernard, rebel. I'm I'm looking at you now. <laughs> good, good people. Well, let's see what Archie says. Sorry, I'm late. I'm not on time. I'm incredibly unreliable. Um, hello, Nick and Benji. Just want. Nobody to likes me. <laughs> no, just, while you're Archie. reading that, I'm just going to turn my radiator down. Things have got a bit hot under the collar. It's getting hot. It's getting hot. Well, I just wanted to email to congratulate all at Big Finish for another amazing box set. Mm. The Lone Centurion Volume 2 is amazing. Yes. So is Volume 1 for that fact. Yeah. However, I'm slightly worried we may not see any more of Rory Williams. Oh. Is there any plans for a third set? Maybe we could see Robin Hood return as played by Tom Riley. He played him in The Robots of Sherwood. That would be an awesome duo. Last of all, please may you send my regards to all who worked on this set, as it is amazing. Many thanks, Archie Ward, Smiley Face. Oh, right. Well, first of all, then, I must just make sure that that is sent to Scott Handcock, which I'm doing now, because otherwise I'll forget. Here's a nice one, I said. So there you are, Archie, I've sent your email to Scott Handcock who uh, produced and directed I think hmm. um, I, I would hope we'd do more Rory Williams I don't I don't know whether one is specifically planned but uh, certainly people love it and it sounds fantastic uh, we should do more of those shouldn't we fingers crossed that uh, Arthur Darville is available folks that's it for the emails you know this well, week hold, hold just one thing now oh. i've just had a text in yeah which i might as well read out because it's relevant is it from so archie ward it's not from archie ward it's from justin bush oh. justin b quinnick yeah who says uh thanks to big finish and nicholas briggs and uh labonge me benji clifford's podcast uh i've been introduced to a lot of serios through audio first blake seven callan etc uh what if instead i watched a tv series first and then jumped into a big finish series. I hope someone's proud of me. I've just started The Prisoner. Oh. So there we go. As we as big finish, we do lots of old television series, and uh, yeah, there we go. So is he going to watch, watch it or listen to it? I didn't quite follow. I think he's going to watch the original Prisoner with Patrick McGowan. Yeah. And then 
uh, rev- and then listen to the big finish one afterwards. And well, then compare, I presume. Wh- what a way to finish the emails. There'll be more we'll next week. Chaos. The Randomoids Electron is, at this very moment, vibrating <laughs> with anticipation at delivering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Mm-hmm. Nick, how are you coping with the suspense? I can't bear it! <laughs> He can't bear it. It's there. Oh, gosh. You're all right. But before that, it's time for Also Available. <laughs> this week, a preview of Doctor Who Short Trips, Volume 11. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who Short Trips, Volume 11. It is with the greatest honour that I have been designated the Santaran Rearguard on Ubreus. Rear Guard. If you stopped running, you could die with honour. I'd rather not die at all, thanks. It's better to die with honour than not to die at all. Let's agree to disagree on that one. It is with the greatest shame I have finally realised why the Doctor was so interested in Ubreus. It is a rotten hive who disguise themselves whenever I approach. I will root out this scum for the glory of Santa. Messages from the dead. We're here to help if we can, and we usually can, proclaimed the doctor as he strode forward and turned to face the pilot. Although in this case, I grant you, we might be a little too late. It hurts to be sidelined, to know he won't trust me with more. He needs someone like he needed Romana. I'm here to help him, to learn from him. But he's been so distant since they said goodbye. The autopilot has lost control, he bellowed. Then turn it off, Romana called. No, that would be madness, boomed the doctor as he flipped several switches and grabbed hold of the yoke. I've taken manual control. He grinned manically as he adjusted the engine output and slowly steadied the room around us. What a brilliant idea, Romana congratulated him, pretending she was oblivious to the fact that it was identical to her suggestion. The Threshold. This is emergency program one. I am dead. I am the master. We're about to die. With no chance of escape, I will not die. Hello? Master. Ah, come on. Up you get. Master, snap out of it. What are you? Then what's the point in having people call you by that absurd honorific if you won't answer to it? What? Do you believe that striding around like that everywhere disguises your complete uncertainty as to where you are going? I'm trying to stay ahead of the spatial decoherence. Things are bad enough without us winking out of existence. Besides, she's your TARDIS. You really ought to know the way you're... Silence! Well, if you can't... Be silent, Doctor. Listen. There is something, something I cannot recall. It broke through in the crash. Something, something terrible. Doctor? Death will not part us. She often thought of that first, last day. She had to, in order to load her weapon. 
but tried to never linger on its events. Not on when the wheezing harbinger materialised above Unity Hall, nor on when the sky splintered and the people became bodies and the bodies became dust. Not even on when she picked up the rifle that fell from broken heavens. I object to this union, the doctor shouted as he strode down the aisle. Or have I missed that part? Don't suppose it matters, really, seeing as how many times you've already got married. Security guards rushed forward, but they were too late. Ignoring the ensuing panic, she aimed at the president's chest and fired. Fired and chest president's the and aim she. Fear of flying. You see, Hoa Hassan was scared of flying. And to those around her, it was obvious. And it was obvious because she told people. A sudden shudder shook the aircraft and the skyliner dipped aggressively. An air pocket? She screamed, a short, sharp scream. Wiping her brow, the sleeve came back doused this time. She slumped back in her chair. After a moment, the doctor took off his glasses. Slipping them into his pocket, he looked around, momentarily concerned. I'd like to assuage your fears, Hawa, but you should be scared. Inside Story A short man with dark hair and a pale Panama hat smiles. Apologies, Miss Morton. I didn't mean to startle you. That's quite all right, I hear Diamina reply in my voice. Diamina can see a handkerchief poking out of the doctor's pocket. She conjures the idea of it bursting into flames and blasts that image towards him. He should yelp. He should throw his perfectly not-on-fire handkerchief to the floor and stomp on the flames only he can see while we make our exit. I don't think these books are escapism. In fact, I believe they may hold more truths than your readers suspect. Big Finish for the love of stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type short trips into the search pane at the top to see all yes. our great Doctor Who short trips releases. Oh. You can also find them by the audiobooks tab by clicking it at the top there, yeah, where it says audiobooks. Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah. And there you'll see the short trips range in the first column, I think, right, sort of about, I don't know, three quarters of the way down, I seem to remember. Doctor Who yeah, short trips. Sort of three whistles to a dog's tail. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. Uh, thank you. Uh, too far. Uh, we're just minutes away from our 15-minute drama tease of the Ninth Doctor Adventures, Old Friends. Uh, but first... Oh, it's the Randomoid Selectatron, offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release, like I could ever forget. What have we got? Well, we've got 3.1 Doctor Who, The Elite from the Lost Stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the Peter sort Davison, Janet Fielding and Sarah Sutton. It's, it's a sort of Dalek, but not a Dalek, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's got the uh, the Dalek creature in all its horrible, tentacly, brainy glory and, on the cover And the there. voice I did isn't quite a Dalek voice. Yeah. He's actually a Welsh farmer. Um, <laughs> Listen, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Lost Stories. The Elite. 
Target locked in three. The Academy is designed for the production of the superlative. Two. Obedience leads to discipline. One. Discipline leads to conformity. Target locked. Conformity leads to strength. Send all units into bombing run. Commencing. And through strength we ensure the best for all. Bombing run engaged, sir. It is my job to re-educate you. Obliterate them. Sir. For the glory of the elite. For the glory of the elite. For the glory of the elite. The High Priest is displeased. Our very souls are at stake, Orbron, you understand? I am aware, yes. The city's been breached by some kind of teleport capsule. Rest assured, I will deal with this situation permanently. Cameras detect a blue box with two intruders loitering in the vicinity. We're visitors! You holiday in a war zone. A war zone? Terrific. Of course it is. Remind me again why I thought travelling with the Doctor was a good idea. Praise to the High Priest. All praise to the High Priest. The High Priest of Power. You're doing this on his orders, aren't you? The punishment for your crime is death. Well, you are going to kill me. Yes. Now. Ah. Sergeant. Educator. Execute. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Let's have a look at the cast. Good old John oh, and Banks. It's, it's set on, on the lovely paradise world of Florana. Oh. Keen-eyed Doctor Who fans may recognise. Yes, yes, yes. Death of the Daleks, it was mentioned. Ellie Burroughs in it. Super. Um, who, who sounds remarkably like India Fisher, you know. Really, yeah, really? Yeah, plays Charlie Pollard. Yeah, quite amazing. When she first came in and worked for us, I just turned to David Richardson and I said, sounds like they're nothing like each other as people. To but look at vocally. Yeah, vocally, such a similar voice. I said, that sounds like Indian Fisher. Uh, so she's in it. Derek Carlyle, or lovely actor I worked with many moons ago in the theatre. Uh, anyone else I know there? No, apart from me. I think I know. Well, I don't really know me. I'm, I'm a complete mystery to myself. Uh, so, you are a high priest. Yeah, the high priest. The in high inverted priest. commas. Yes. She is to be sacrificed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, oh, I thought you were going to do the next one, one as well. Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, because I, I, I will just sing the whole song and and then sing the next one as well. Well, why don't you? Because, well... <laughs> if I start, I can't stop. And I'm then I'll have to do all of the harmonies. Hallelujah! <laughs> Music by Kelly Ellis and Full Circle Productions in this one as well. Directed by Ken Bentley. Oh, it's just fab. It's a winner, just isn't it? Fab. Written by John Dorney and Barbara Clegg. Yeah. You want to get your hands on this one, I'll tell you in a moment. Also, Scott Hancock has just written back to say thanks very much for forwarding um, the the email from... Um, Brilliant. See, people from just... Archie, you know, yes. it's all It's all happening. It's all yes. happening. Yeah. He, he, I think he, oh, it's a smile and two kisses as well. There you are. Oh, two kisses from the He's a good egg. He's a good egg. Um, yeah, listen, while I emailed Jackie Emery at Big Finish to make sure yeah, she knows which it. release to attach the offer to, um, I've still got this thing that asks which of you and Heather would like to... Uh, it's just so annoying. I just never correct the script. Just could you please explain about the 25% off? Please it's Benji. a piece of cake, Nick. I'd so, love to. Just go to bigfinish.com. Across the menu, go to podcasts. Click on podcasts. And then it'll come up with the latest podcast from Big Finish. Click read more, which is next to a picture of myself and Nick. And in the blurb, 
At the bottom, it'll say just click here and enter the code BUCKUP. B-U-C-K-U-P, all capital letters, no spaces, just capitals, buck up, spaces, none of that. Punctuation, get rid of it. Just that, that's all. Don't put a full stop at the end, that's misleading. Enter the code buck up and you'll get your 25% off. Great way to build up your collections, fantastic way just to fill in those little extra gaps of things that you might not have heard before. And it's just lovely if you're, if you're you know, going out into the wild world, sitting on a train, just give this a crack and listen on the Big Finish app. Well, lovely rendition there of our welded track, Nick. That was the train uh, going backwards through a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks, Ran. You thrilled us again, frankly. Uh, we'll be back next week with a podcast entitled Sunny Earthbound. That's S-O-N-N-Y. As we'll be investigating Torchwood Sunny and Space 1999 Earthbound, which, of course, features the episode Earthbound. Um, as adapted from the original series episode um, with a slight slight change to it it's quite an interesting adaptation by Ian Meadows yeah. they're all wearing moccasin shoes aren't they it really changes the dynamics goes without saying goes without saying yeah, yeah. Sunny um, what can we say about Sunny it's an interesting one from uh, Torchwood it's got a robot on the front it's by Lizzie Hopley uh, and it's uh, a robot. Well, it's going to be good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an AI looking after elderly people. But I've got a funny feeling something might go wrong there. Hmm. <laughs> and Just keeps force feeding people porridge. I don't want any more. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> that would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, just time now to thank well, you, you all once again. On for, oh, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> I don't know blasted machines uh, just um, now of course for us to thank you all once again mm. for listening and continuing to support our audio endeavours please whatever you do don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and pass the word around about Big Finish, mm. Nick you can say it this time for the love of stories time now for the Ninth Doctor Adventures Old Friends Fond Farewell by David K Barnes and starring Christopher Eccleston Taking on the mantle of Doctor Who. <laughs> Put it my... back. Put it back. <laughs> it's got my Not mantle. you as well. <laughs> All these doctors are nicking the mantles. <laughs> morning, Thomas. Gosh, it's wet out there today. Good morning. So sorry to be late. I entirely overslept. Oh, dear me. <laughs> Not to worry. My systems are always capable of running the facility in your absence. Oh, I know, I know. But today, of all days, can't be absent from my post for this. Oh, you couldn't uh, make me a... Cup of tea? Oh, you star. You make the finest cup in the three galaxies. So, everything's ready, I'm sure. My attendants have it all in hand. Mrs. Zidara Beckett is welcoming the other mourners right now in the main foyer. And the professor? Is prepared. <gasps> Quite a coup, isn't it? You know, I've read all his books and seen all his programs. You've got to like a man who loves animals. Indeed. He saved so many of them, no matter how dangerous it was. Wonderful work. Such a pity he is dead. But we'll ensure that he receives the service he deserves. Yes, we will, Thomas. A funeral befitting his stature. So long as it all works, <laughs> of course.
Thank you for coming. Hello. I'm so very sorry for your loss. Thank you. It means so much that you're here. I think they have people to take your coat if you need it. If you'd care to, sir. Much obliged. Sir. I've not been to a service like this before. Will it... <laughs> I mean to say, will it work? <laughs> I hope so. I've thought of nothing else. Of course. Of course. Mrs. Beckett. Oh, sorry. I was miles away. I... Only natural. I'm sorry, I don't... Uh... Doctor, just doctor. I was a friend of your husband's, my deepest condolences. The professor was a great man. Yes, yes he was. Had the courage of his convictions, always tried to do the right thing. He'll be missed across so many planets. You're very kind. How did you know my husband? I was with him on his last expedition. You were? <laughs> he was a character, to say the least. I'm sure everyone here would give anything to see him again. Well, that's just as well, isn't it, considering? What do you mean? This is fond farewell. It's why we're here. Surely you know. Sorry, I'm not with you. <gasps> What's happening? It's worked. Oh, my heaven. Oh, it's really worked. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> wow. So many of you here. Now, don't tell me I owe money to all of you. Flynn! Oh! Hey, love, it's all right. It's all right. It's me. It really is. But it's not possible. Thanks, everyone. On behalf of my wife and I, there is nothing else to say but... Welcome... to my funeral. <laughs> Excuse me. How may I help you? Could I, um, uh, get something to drink to steady my nerves? The wake doesn't begin until after the service. I can fetch you a glass of mineral water. Not quite what I was hoping for. It's a funeral, not a restaurant. Could you make that too, please? Nothing fancy. I'll take mine as it comes. We are programmed to serve. Doctor, you're here. Hello, Sasha. But how did you know about Flynn? <sighs> Transdimensional grapevine. You hear all sorts. You all right? Oh, yeah. Fine. But really? Devastated. Yep. That's probably closer. When I signed up to be his assistant, he promised me adventure. And boy, did we get it. I remember. That was quite an expedition. Thanks, by the way. Again, for saving our lives and everything. No problem. That was the only time I met him, but there was a man who could make an impression. Yeah, more than you know. Sorry. I didn't even know him that long. It's so stupid. No, here, take a hanky. Nicked it from Lauren Bacall. Don't ask. Thanks.
don't know what I hope to feel coming here today. Seeing him one last time. Yeah, about that. What's going on? How do you mean? Oh, Flynn's dead, isn't he? Well, of course he is. It's his funeral. But he's right there. You mean you really don't know? Why do people always say that? Can't just give a straight answer. Have to waste time going, oh, you really don't know. All right, all right. I forgot you were so grumpy. I'm not. You are. Well, you try being cheerful at 900. Your drink, madam. Oh, thank you. Will that be all? No. Would you be able to tell my friend here about your facility? He's old and very confused. Oi! Suddenly, this is Fond Farewell, one of several Fond Farewell funeral houses in the Jarella system. We provide the bereaved with the very best standard of care and service to ensure that... Glad to hear it. Can we skip ahead? Sir? Explain the USP. Our premium service allows for the most personal farewell between the deceased and their loved ones that science can presently provide. For a few hours, we can restore their mind and body to the very peak of health. But what for? So the dead can return and attend their own funerals. Well, another success, I think. Oh, gosh, what a relief. Shall I continue to monitor proceedings for you? Oh, yes. Must keep our eyes peeled. The smallest mistake would ruin everything. Oh, look at them. Reunited once more. It makes one feel... Wait a moment. Over by that attendant. I see them. Relaying audio. Would that be all? Yes, thank you. Like the sales pitch, huh? You're telling me. I didn't know they were coming. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Shall I instruct the attendants? No. Not in front of the public. Just keep an eye on them. Just let me know if we need to... You know. Yes, we. Oh. Why can't things ever be simple? So they're not the same bodies? No. The real body's in the coffin. What we're seeing over there is some kind of synthetic. Like the staff, but better. Totally lifelike. They look, sound, smell, even feel like the original. What about their memories? Yep, every one of them. Even unlocks the ones you forgot. It can be a real blessing for families, after what they've coped with. So Flynn's consciousness, or a copy of it, is in that body, good as new. What's to stop him getting out? Run away. Live forever. The age-old dream. The process has a very short lifespan, I think. I'm sure it's all in the T's and C's. It's just to let you have a last goodbye. If you can afford it. Yep. This afternoon probably cost more than a whole planet. That's a lot of book deals. So, do you want to? What? Talk to him? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure I could. It's our last chance. And he's coming this way. Oh, no. Sorry, I... I can't. Please. You'll regret walking away, trust me. Really? Go on. How are you feeling? I told you, I'm fine, love. That's not too overwhelming. Trying to program the washing machine. Now that was overwhelming. Excuse <laughs> me, Professor. It's good to be able to see you again. Is it? Well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm surprised, but glad. Flynn? And there's someone with me who'd like to speak to you. Oh, yes. Hi, Flynn. It's me. Short and to the point. That's grand, but you'll have to help me out. <laughs> Who are you exactly? 
What? I'm sorry, I can't place you. Blame my age, you're being dead. Flynn. Well, you got to laugh, didn't you? <laughs> you don't know who I am. I'm sorry, really. Were you one of my students? She was your assistant. My one? We should move on. Last year, the expedition, remember? There was an expedition, yes, but she wasn't on it. Yes, she was. And what makes you an authority? I was there. Oh, you were? Well, you must have been hiding in the bushes, because I don't remember you. But he saved our lives. Yours, maybe. But I swear I've never seen the two of you before in all my days. I see. Darling, you move on. I'll deal with this. Thanks, love. I'm sorry, you two. Goodbye, Professor. We didn't mean to cause distress. Well, you have. It's clear he doesn't know you, so perhaps you'd better leave, all right? Mrs. Beckett, I was invited. Not by me, you weren't. No, by your husband, last year. Maybe it slipped his mind. I want you both gone, now. The last day I get to see him, and he's pretending not to know me. Mm, there's more going on here. Really? Was that true? He invited you to his own funeral? Yep. And I've got some nasty suspicions. It was on the last day before I left you. You'll remember that me and the professor had been quite busy. Do you think we've lost them yet? Stop asking stupid questions and keep running. I made that the motto of my university. Come on! Where now? Over the chasm. Big jump! And a big drop if we don't make it. Who wants to live forever, eh? What's wrong? I thought we were going at the same time. It would have looked amazing. <laughs> would you stop quipping and jump already? Ha! Ah! Uh, Doctor! Uh, I've got you. Didn't you say you did this all the time? So I'm a bit out of practice. Pull me up! Your panic is my guard! Oh. Oh. You ever thought of being less clumsy? I, I don't know. You ever think you could just stop moaning? Gentlemen, thank you for giving my men their exercise. Uh-oh. Our friends are caught up with us. Yeah, I bet you think that's my fault. Obviously, yes. I think we can dispense with the usual tomfoolery. Stand up. <clears throat> now, you've taken some valuable property and my employers would like it back. Not a chance. Why don't you come over here and take it? Yeah. If, for whatever reason, I cannot retrieve said valuable property, I am authorized to ensure that this never happens again. Do we make ourselves clear? Die now or die later. What do you reckon, Doctor? I'll take the third option. If I can just find... Stop. Stop. Hands up, both of you. Here we are, Sonic Screwdriver. Never fails! <laughs> I don't think a little flashing light is going to help you, Doctor. Maybe if I boost the frequency? Okay, the irritating noise is exhausting my patience. You will give us what we want or die where you stand. Very easy choice. On the count of three, 
One. You better have a plan. Two. You do have a plan, don't you? Three. We celebrated the expedition's success. You were there, of course, but the conversation carried on after you turned in. Hardy little fellas, aren't they? Lasted the whole day in my satchel whilst I was leaping over chasms like an Egypt. <laughs> no wonder they're so hungry. Here you are. You think you can kickstart their population again? No, oh, we'll try. Best thing is to set them up in a viable ecosystem and leave them alone ASAP. The adults exude a chemical. It's the rarest thing used in pricey perfumes. You have no idea how much it costs. The companies drove them to the brink of extinction trying to hunt them down. We don't want that happening again. I wish we could save more of them. You and me both. But there's always so much left undone. Every little helps, Flynn. It really does. Yeah, well... <sighs> I need to get some sleep. Look at that. We did the running around and she's tired. You get some rest, love. We're heading out tomorrow. Will you still be here, Doctor? No, I'll be shooting off. In your blue box? In my blue box. Well, then thanks for everything. We'd never have lasted the week without you. Good night, Professor. I'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Good night. Hey! And take these little fellas with you. <laughs>